Good morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever point in time and space you're listening in. I'm your host, Josh, joined by my co-host, Jared, and you're listening to the Whiskey Danger Show. Welcome to the multiverse. The day we're recording this, the 4th of July, 2021, uh, marks a anniversary of sorts where we celebrate the hard work of Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith in saving us from our alien invasion. Not to mention, or you know, forget, the sacrifice by Randy Quaid uh, from this said previous said alien invasion. Uh, may we never forget their sacrifice and uh, what they did to uh, save us. <laughs> yeah, just re- remember, uh, never lay on the hospital floor. You might catch a virus. <laughs> what, what have you been up to this week, Jared? Uh, just took a chance to get a little bit of family time in. Uh, played a couple new games. Uh, picked up Wonderful 101. I uh, did post about it on social media if anybody's seen it. Really enjoying it. It's pretty fun. Uh, finally got around to booting up my copy of Red Ninja. How was that? Yeah. Uh, Xbox Air 3D games don't always hold up as much well as I would like. Really? You don't say. The game seems are the game seems all right, but the controls are infuriating. Yeah, I, I recall the game got some kind of uh, not so great reviews when it came out. And it's long held onto that uh, stigma, it, but it was something I still wanted to check out for myself. Uh, I, I do. I, one of the early games I bought for the PlayStation One was Tenchu, and I didn't get it very far in whichever one it was that I played. But yeah, I I liked it. I really did like it. And this kind of you know, so I always had kind of a soft spot in a way uh, for these ninja style games, you know, things like that. And I've always wanted to check it out for myself. And I, I mentally prepared myself for the fact that on that event or the day that I was finally able to try this out, it was probably going to not be the best. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Yeah, I, I'd really like to remap my controls, and then I probably would enjoy the hell out of it. I'm, I'm not going to give up on it. I'm going to try and See if I can muscle through it. Well, it makes me wonder, uh, how well is Xbox uh, emulation coming along these days? I saw something I've looked into, to be honest. I know my, I know my it's system. It's pretty terrible. Oh, wait, really? Okay. I, was, I know my system, I can't even emulate, you know, uh, PS2 games. Uh, PS1 were barely passable on, on my 10-year-old system here. So I figured Xbox, by this point, it's like, probably a no for me but yeah there's been some some hurdles in the xbox emulation development scene um it's gotten better just over the last couple of years like there, there was a long stretch where like there was a breakthrough 10 years ago and then it just kind of stagnated 
and held there. And then over the last couple of years, there's been a couple breaks, but it's still not there. PS2 emulation is, well, on the other hand, is like night, it's night and day. GameCube and PS2, the other two consoles from the generation, both run pretty damn good, actually, on computer. Oh, well, I, I, see, well, that makes me wonder then, because if I'm st- I believe Red Ninja is, yeah, it is available on the PS2. It's actually more expensive on the PS2, oddly enough. Um, I believe you told me that the Xbox version uh, runs better. It's it's a little more rarer, but the PS2 version, for whatever reason, is is more expensive. So I I wonder how well uh, that would run on the PS2 emulator. I mean, again, I I couldn't even run it if I wanted to, uh, but oh, that that might actually be one of the reasons why it's more expensive. Honestly, um, it can be played on a computer. There might be some people that are like, hey. That's true. Uh, what, what are you drinking tonight? Got a little bit of Elijah Craig. Uh, trying to take it a little easy, so I'm mixing it with some cranberry juice. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, I, hit, uh, I hit up my bottle of scotch, the famous grouse, which uh, I talked about, I don't know, a week or two ago. I I feel like I'm I'm really coming into this uh new I, I don't know this new understanding this new view of scotch I guess and it's really something I, I'm looking in have you have you tried scotch much yourself I've had a few run-ins with scotch uh, nothing notable um, it's it's different it's it's very different um. I, I like this partially because I know I'm the only one that's going to drink it here. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good reason. And, uh, but it's just different, I guess. I don't know if it's, uh, age, time, uh, the point in my life or whatever, but for whatever reason, it's, it just seems right for me. Uh, I've tried a different scotch probably, uh, six, seven years ago, which was, you know, I, not horrible, I guess, but. I, obviously, I did not continue to try different kinds or anything. Um, at this point, though, I'm curious, and so I'll be looking into trying new stuff later in the future. Nice. And, uh, based on your recommendation, I might go and pick a bottle up and check it out myself. Maybe it'll be what pulls me in. It's only about 20 bucks. I, th- I think that the price helps just a bit, you know? If you were to spend, you know, I don't know, fifty, sixty dollars on a bottle of some kind of alcohol, and you try it, and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I like that. It's weird. It's different. You probably not are going to look into trying more, or experimenting too much. You know, with with the money that you spent, if that's your first experience. Uh, this is twenty bucks. You know, it's not bad. I I do enjoy it. Um, this is not my first experience with scotch. So I was a little prepared. I knew it was going to taste a little different than uh, your average bourbon. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Game-wise, uh, my collector's edition of Disgaea 6 came in uh, this week, which I greedy, greedily toured, tore into when it arrived after I uh, got home. Uh, it's not bad as far as collector's editions go. You get this little cloth poster that I have not opened up yet just because it's a cloth poster. So getting it back into the folded up nicely and back into the bag it was in is most likely not going to be possible. 
with me, you know? So, until I know what I'm going to do with it, it stays in the bag. Uh, you know, I, I got some, uh, some figure pins. Uh, it came with, and I've always thought this was kind of weird. Inside the box, I get the game. It's, it's for the Switch. And I got the actual, you know, the Switch case and everything. But it also comes with a Steelbook case. Which is weird for me for a various amount of reasons. One being, I don't normally, uh, I don't seek out Steelbook cases. I know some people go specifically when something's announced, it's going to have a steelbook case, a game, movie, whatever. You know, they have to have it. I, I haven't cared either way. Uh, you know, the, the normal plastic cases are enough for me, uh, usually, for anything, really. You can squeeze it a little bit or a bit, and it, it flexes back and forth. The steelbook cases, I was always paranoid. It's metal. If it gets hit or dented, it's like, oh. Well, now it's ruined, you know? Uh, and, and this is one of those cases where... <laughs> cases. This is one of those scenarios where I got a regular plastic uh, Switch case with the game, the little manual and everything, and I also got the steel case at the same time. So I'm like, you know, do I put one on display and put the other on a shelf, or do I put one in the closet? What am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. I did try it out. And, yeah, I, I gotta say, I, I'm not exactly thrilled with my my initial experience of this. Everybody's different. Everyone uh, likes or expects different things. Everyone's tolerant, tolerance level is different. You know, so if you've experienced something and you say, well, it's not that bad, why is everybody complaining? Well, you know, not everyone is like you, Okay. Uh, you might maybe it's acceptable to you. To me, it's not acceptable. This is a game that you know it's traditionally always been 2D sprites and 2D artwork, and this is I think believe the first time that they did a uh, 3D characters for the the battle screens and whatnot in the game. But you still have the 2D 2 today 2D overlays. You know, for the characters, like the, the dialogue text, the pop up with the character picture and all that. And it, it's it's kind of jarring when if you put it on graphic mode, it looks beautiful. It looks great. And you start running around and all of a sudden the frame, the, the frame rate drops like maybe 20 frames per second. And it's, it's really I've seen people complain in other games about frame rates before. And be, being stuck on console, I'm playing it, I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. I I don't see it. This game, it was very noticeable. Jarringly so. You have a 2D overlay with a character uh, portrait. As you, when you walk, like, say, when you walk up to someone. And then you have this, and you have the background, or, or, or not the background, but the actual game where you're running around. And it's just, just jittery. It just it was it wasn't good. So I tried performance mode, and that's when the base the ba you know most of what you see turns into this kind of blurry, pixelated sludge that it just it looks bad. Especially if you walk up to somebody and you're dealing with menus or a character portrait pops up, and it's like this very stark contrast between this crisp uh, HD. 2D uh, screen text and words and information in this blurry 
crappy looking 3D stuff for the main game. And I, I tried Balanced, and that was a very rough uh, mix between the two. It, it, it's maybe the best, you know, I don't of the two, of the three options. I don't know. I've seen people uh, suggest that if you run it, if if you run it on the lower resolution, that you go into the switch settings, and you know, you, you tell the switch itself to run only at 720p, that it's way better, and it looks a lot better, which is something I don't feel like you should have to do. Uh, you know. So I agree. Uh, you know, it just, it, it, it's very, it, it's frust- it's frustrating. Um, I am very, I'm, I'm a little upset about it. I, I regret the amount of money I spent on this. Uh, I know that some people have said that I I don't I don't know what I have all of the Disgaea games, but I've only really played the first game on the PSP and the PS2. And I know some people have said uh, the reason to get it on the Switch versus the PS4 is uh, censoring. I don't know what the hell that they censored uh, that people were up in arms about. Uh, you know, the, these have always been a rather, you know, approachable games. Uh, nothing too risque, I don't think. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie. I've never completed one. <laughs> but, you know, it's the the PS4 version is not even out here in, in the States. Uh, it's some people have said that there is even, there was some performance issues even on the PS4 version in Japan. I believe. So, you know, is that something that, you know, they were not able to patch out? Or, you it just, it's ridiculous, in my opinion. And I don't mean to go on this uh, really long tirade about it, but it's just, I, I'm really, I really like these games. I, I like the artwork, I like the aesthetic, I like the stories that they tell. But, it, so, and, and apparently they had, I, I missed out on this. <laughs> Uh, luckily, I guess they did a uh, some kind of mobile game a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, and it didn't go over very well, and they lost a lot of money, and there were a lot of financial trouble because of that. And a lot, yeah, you know, and, and a lot of people are kind of, you know, oh, we got to support them, you know, because they're in trouble. I'm like, well, you know what? That's their kind. It's kind of their fault for being idiots. You know, I, 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 I know I hold a lot of disdain towards mobile games. And when a lot of companies like NIS or even Nintendo are like, hey, we're going to make a mobile game, I, I just kind of roll my eyes. I, I really could care less, to be honest. <laughs> right? Yeah, them too. And so for them to do something and then they screw it up even and they lose money and they put themselves in financial trouble, it, it just kind of, I don't really feel bad for them. If anything, I feel angry that they put you know, their future and my future enjoyment of their products in danger over some stupid mobile game. Like, who gives a damn about mobile? You know? I don't Maybe it's just me. No, I kind of agree. I mean, if you're going to take risks and it's a big enough risk that could jeopardize your whole company to do it over a mobile game, which is not even your core audience... Seems kind of dull. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, other than that, uh, tonight I did uh, try out the Alex Kid game on the Switch. Nice. And, you know, yeah, that's something else. <laughs> I I don't know how far I'm going to get in that. Uh, Getting your butt kicked, are you? Oh, yes. I, I, I don't know how many times I'm like, I'm going to jump at this flying dragon looking thing. I'm going to punch the shit out of this guy. And... I'm about to punch, and all of a sudden, oh, he died. Like, I swear I wasn't anywhere even near him yet. How? 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 <laughs> and I just sit, I was sitting here tonight. Uh, uh, I know you had some stuff going on, so I was like, well, you know, while I'm waiting for Jared, I'm going to use this time to play a game on my Switch in, in handheld mode, which is something I rarely ever do. I mean, rarely ever do. And I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to try this Alex the uh, Alex Kid game because I've had it for you know about a week or so, and I haven't tried it yet. And I was just sitting here cussing a storm. I was just, <laughs> I, I was, you know, yeah. I, 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 I oh, sorry. No, yo, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say I actually had uh, the game originally. Uh, my my first console of my own was was a Master System growing up, and it was a Master System model too. That had Alex Kidd in, in uh, Miracle World was actually built into the console back then. You turn the console on without a game in it, and that's that game would start. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't have the fondest memories of that game because, as you said, it is frustratingly hard in some areas. It's not exactly the f- most fun. Um, have fun when you get to the boss levels <laughs> and you go to a boss fight. Let yeah. me know if it's as frustrating for you as it was for me growing up. <laughs> Assuming I ever get to the damn boss to begin with. <laughs> I had read a quick review. I skimmed it earlier in the week uh, over the game. And they, they mentioned the, the one hit deaths and how frustrating it was and how nice it, it this was an opportunity for them to make an improvement on the original. You know, to do something a little different, to make it a little more accessible. Um, I was just like, well, you know, we'll see. L- let me play it. We'll, we'll see. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Come on. You could have done something a little more forgiving than than the, uh, you know, he's close enough to sneeze on me, so I'm dead now. Deaths. You know? <laughs> and, and just to remind you, this is the best game in that franchise. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm going to get very far in this, but hey, it's in my collection now. Yay. I'm I'm not going to lie. I, I wish I would have got it. I probably wouldn't have picked it up, but maybe once just to check it out. Um, But I was excited just because there were other games on the Master System. And, you know, if somebody remakes that, then, you know, I have a soft spot for a game that was also very hard. And it was the first game I ever played on my Master System called Penguin Land. Oh, you know, I'd like to play it. (laughs) I think I have played Penguin Land, but I don't remember it. It's a... It was sort of a kind of a puzzle-ish game. Yeah, you're a penguin and you have an egg. And you're on ice blocks. And the point is to get from the top of the screen 
to the bottom of the screen safely with your egg. That's not as easy as just going point A to point B, though, because there's obstacles and traps and predators on the map. And if you move too slow, then a giant eagle comes and drops a brick on your egg. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then confusingly, when you get to the end, you get abducted by UFOs. Uh, it's, it's, it's a weird game, but it's cool. Oh, it's just like nature. Yeah, that's what happens, you know. Yeah, the UFOs just you know. eagles will drop a brick on your on your on your egg, and if, you know, at the end, by the time you get where you go, UFO abducts you. You know, yeah, that that hasn't happened to you. I, I can't even tell you how many times it's happened to me. But but you know, it, it had a lot of charm and character, and I you know, like that. Uh, I did watch Loki this weekend. Ooh. I got caught up on the four episodes that we currently have. Can finally talk about it. Yes. <laughs> um. So, how are you feeling about the show? I am enjoying it, and I'm angry that I have to wait a whole another week to watch the next episode. <laughs> I guess that's the only good thing about waiting this long is you get to binge for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my son uh, arrived back home yesterday. And like, sit your ass down. We're, we're oh, Loki. Im- immediately, yeah. We started watching Loki, and we just powered through all, all four episodes. And I was just like, "Oh man!" There's like two two specific moments in there where, where I got angry, and it involves uh, pruning. I'm guessing it was the most recent episode you're talking about. Yes, yes. And it was yeah. the, the, the two prunings that I believe, you, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. And I was just like, are you kidding me? No. And then the, the second one happened, I'm like, okay. Come on, man. <laughs> when, that, when the second one happened, I'm like, okay, there's no way. No, no, something else is going on um, because for very obvious reasons, something else has to be happening because they wouldn't just do that. And uh, I, I'm like, there's got to be a trailer or something. There was a there were, or mid-credit scene. And there was a mid-credit scene. And I was like, and it gave me hope. It gave me hope because that means anyone else has been... I, I don't want to go into it. I don't, don't want to do any spoilers for anybody. But you, but you started to like a certain character. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. want to see him continue yeah. to exist. I like to see that, that person get what they really want, what they deserve, you know? Um, yeah. Is Sidhu still in business, do you think, in the MCU? Is, is who? Sidhu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, everything always like you do a, you know, a drop-off, you know, in time and space, you know? Take a little, take a little trip back, you know, they can travel through time. Yeah, uh, I will be honest, I'm with you. I'm really enjoying the show so far. Maybe more so than either of the previous shows. I'm not sure, because I've enjoyed all three so far. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is definitely the weakest of the three shows so far. Yeah, I mean, it had its moments, but overall it was pretty weak. I I feel like they probably could have done that in a lot less time than they did. WandaVision was kind of a slow burn. um, But it was a deep burn. Yeah, it it definitely it had a point. Loki, you know, 
I can't help but wonder if this is a workaround. I think it's it's a it's a workaround, but I'm also thinking that this particular show is laying the groundwork for the rest of Phase Four, like the biggest part of it. It actually, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It could be. It could be doing both. I hope it's doing I, both. I I definitely think it's doing at least the latter because I mean, you saw I, the mid credit scene. It's. I immediately thought that there that the whole point of the show because there were certain lines that they dropped um, between uh, Mobius and Loki um, that made I know me think. Which lines you're talking about a bit? And I was like, oh my god, this is going to be the workaround. This is going to this is how they're going to work it in. And then the fourth episode happened, and I'm like, okay, maybe not, maybe. It's you know it's not maybe it's not going to go the way I thought it was, but it could still work. I, you know. Well, they definitely opened a door. Oh yes, they, they they could for certain franchises that are now under Disney's control to bust in. They've opened quite a few doors, I think. If we've learned anything from the last two series, it's that you can see things and you you, you want them to do something. Like, oh, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. And then they're just going to take a left turn <laughs> and not do what you want them to do or expect them or hope them to do. So I'm trying not to hold out too much hope because there's a good chance they're not going to do what. Yeah, I, I guess it would be uh, a good definition would be fan service, you know, and this could go in. This could be you could. You could uh, put it down to. Uh, contracts and money and long-term plans or whatever, but it'd be super awesome if, if they did some certain things with this. And I, I don't want to go into too many spoiler-specific stuff, to be honest. Not until the show's done. Uh, we'll probably re- revisit all of this, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll give you spoilers so that we don't spoil it for you. Uh, spoiler warnings, I should say. I definitely think there's going to be some ties to a certain villain that was cast. In the end of the Wasp with the show. That's my personal theory. I'll leave it at that, though. We'll have to discuss that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just already know who the main villain is for the next Wasp. It just makes sense. But, yeah. I'm glad you're up to speed, though. So am I. Um, well, so, uh, continuing on with the our movies, TV, movies and TV aspect uh we do have a uh, black widow hitting uh next week i believe on the ninth uh, next friday in theaters on disney plus for extra cost i will be checking that out on saturday as will i we'll uh, you know we'll give you a sport we're, we're gonna cover it we're gonna talk about it uh we'll, we'll try, i'll try to give you a spoiler warning before we talk about any uh major major things i'm sure there's gonna be something in there i already have some theories on it it takes place after Captain America: Civil War. Uh, yeah, so I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, you also sent me a trailer. Um, I, I hadn't seen too much into this. Uh, with so much to keep up with. Star Wars Visions hitting Disney Plus. It's cool, don't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, um, it, I get a very uh, what was the the uh, Animatrix? Animatrix, yeah. Yeah, yeah the anthology. Yeah, I got a pretty uh, strong vibe. There was a Batman uh, release about like that. Wasn't it 
Gotham Knight Returns or something like that. Gotham Knights or something where it was like an yeah. anthology of different stories and with different uh, directors and styles. That was pretty cool, too. I like stuff like that, you know. Uh, yeah, no, this looks pretty cool. Uh, when is this hit? September. September. So not too far off. Okay, yeah. Like September 22nd. That's what I saw. I, I like that we're getting more, I mean, yeah, I guess it helps if you're a fan of multiple uh, properties, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, things like that. If if, you, if you're not, then I, you know, I guess you're out in the cold. But if you're a fan of multiple of these properties, you have, you know, like WandaVision hits, and, you know, and then you got uh, Star Wars Vision, uh, or, you know, Loki hits. Then Star Wars Vision is, is going to hit. We have Mandalorian coming, uh, the Book of Boba Fett, you know, so it oh, kind of yeah. gives you a lot of stuff to watch, something to watch almost continuously, you know. I mean, unless you're waiting uh, till it's done to binge watch it, I mean, hey, that's your choice, you know. But I, I like that it, they were finally seem to be getting close to uh, where they want to be, maybe with having something for someone uh, to want to keep paying for Disney Plus, you know. Uh, you're going to have your people that are probably going to cancel it regardless for whatever frivolous reason that they have. But, you know, for the you know the rest of us, you know. I hope it stays, like, kind of where it's at now. Like, where we're at now, we have two shows that I'm watching on there every week. One comes out Wednesday, one comes out Friday. I like that. I hope that's the momentum they keep. Because, yeah. It's only a couple days in between, and you know, maybe well, even they could throw a Monday in there and have three shows running every week. <laughs> uh, for see, for me, it's usually just because of the hours that I work, I end up watching it, whatever is available on the weekend. I can't, yeah. even, I can't even watch them on the day they come out. Though I suppose for most normal people, they're home at night or whatever, or they're in a living situation where it doesn't matter. They can watch them the day they come out. You know, gotta love having them. Full time job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also sent me a trailer I had not seen before called Jolt, starring Kate Beckinsale, Laverne Cox, and Susan Sarandon. I had just heard of this one earlier this week, uh, I, maybe a day or two ago. It looks like a, you know, an interesting movie. Um, you can kind of tell that, you know, Amazon's been pumping all this movie into their money, into their, uh, media infrastructure that's how i want to yeah how that works media infrastructure you know this is looks pretty all right it's a you know person gets some minor powers uh it's got stanley tucci in it as well as the previous mentioned actors and you know it's a pretty good cast yeah uh, did you watch uh the tomorrow tomorrow war i did not uh, I haven't. I heard I, bad things. Really? Yes, I've heard bad things. I haven't seen it either. But yeah, that uh, that's also on Amazon Prime, and uh, yeah, they've definitely been putting some money into it. But uh, the, uh, the jolt looks like it's uh, something I want to see. I want to check it out. Um, it, weirdly enough, I guess. Uh, Evangelion three point plus one point zero one. Thrice Upon a Time official trailer hits. And 
of interesting note is that this is it was posted by Amazon Prime Video. Yep. And this will be launching on Prime Video on August 13th. Now, to me, like we talked a little bit before the show we started recording, and I have uh, Evangelion on 1.11, 2.22, and 3.33. I started picking them up. Uh, probably, you know, I think 2.22 was already out when I started picking them up, and 3, 3.33 was going to come out very soon. And they were talking about, oh, it might be some time before a 4.404 comes out on Blu-ray disc in America. I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know what? I'm just going to wait a little bit. I'm not going to watch 3.33 yet. I don't want to be left, you know, on a cliffhanger or anything. I don't want to wait that long. So I'm not going to watch the third movie until the fourth one comes out here. That was about six, seven years ago. I still haven't haven't watched the third one. I've been waiting, uh, passively waiting, I guess. You know, I haven't been checking up on the news every day or anything. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been waiting for, for news or of, of another release date. So for this, I, you know, this is great. It's awesome. It's cool. I want to see it, but I'm not going to lie. I want to, I want, I want it on Blu-ray. I, 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 I want to buy it, you know, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I have not had the time to do much research into whether or not their stuff is available for on physical media i sure hope this will be though i think i i feel like i'd be a little upset if it stayed uh digital only uh you know I, it's just one of those where you know i feel like my little little collection of the of the movies of the new movies is incomplete and you know it's a different company because it, it's amazon so i don't know what they're going to do but say for instance netflix they have put Stranger Things out on Blu-ray, DVD, stuff like that, I guess. Um, Disney Plus has stated that they have no plans to put their original series onto physical media, which I find a bit worrisome. Uh, you know, it's uh, I, I understand they're doing this because... They want people to pay. They want people to subscribe to their service. They want, you know, if you want to watch uh, The Mandalorian or if you want to watch The Bad Batch or WandaVision or Loki, sorry, but you're going to have to subscribe. You're going to have to pay us, you know. I understand that. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's Disney, so it's not like, are they ever going to take it off? Likely not. No. You know, they own it. But I, I feel a little uncomfortable knowing that I have to ha- I have to pay Disney mo- every month if I, for some reason on a whim, want to rewatch the first season of The Mandalorian. I, I wouldn't hold your breath on this releasing. I just, if if they indeed own the exclusive distribution rights to it, because for- as it stands now, it seems like. Amazon has not released any of their stuff on Blu-ray, so sorry. Yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, at this point, I I I've waited this long. 
So I I, I guess if I I just never see the rest of it, it's yeah, fine, it's whatever, I guess. <laughs> and, it is uh, our current streaming world, you know. Yeah. It sucks. Very much so. And, and uh, obviously, uh, for any naysayers who might actually be listening or whatever, or yeah, I understand. Like, yes, I'm always paying for Amazon Prime, uh, Netflix, Disney Plus. It's it's I don't really cancel them. No, but when you stream stuff, it's it's not like oh, are you paying your internet bill? Well, yeah. Are you paying your Amazon Prime Netflix bill? Yeah. Well, you're good. Well, no. I mean, yes, it is, you know, on me that I'm streaming via Wi-Fi, okay? But e- even if, if you're, you know, hardwired in, th- there's going to be uh, dips, you know, in your, your the service that your ISP provides. Uh, quality is, may drop. Yeah, you might have to uh, deal with buffering, you know, a high traffic uh point in time and you know you, you lose a little bit of service and you know you drop down to 480 or, or less or something and i don't want to deal with that with certain things i want to pop in a damn disc and just watch it you know not like oh well let, let's deal with a really crappy picture for the next 30 minutes or 45 minutes <laughs> or however long it decides to take or let's just go ahead and pause it and stare at the wall while we you know and and ruin our immersion in this movie this film while we wait for the internet to behave itself no i i don't want to do that you know for certain things i just pop in the damn disc and watch it the way it was meant to be yeah no unfortunately it seems like the whole world is against us in the uh wanting us to switch to their all digital streaming world Jeffrey Bezos wins again. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Unless he gets stranded in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did hear there's a petition. <laughs> right. To not allow him to come back. <laughs> uh, keeping in line with the talking about TV and watchable media, Square Enix uh, had a bit of uh, some news recently. They, they held a MANA live stream where they announced a bunch of new stuff. Uh, basically, they're getting a new uh, a Mana series, is getting an anime, a new console game, and a new smartphone release. Yay. I can be excited about two two out of three of those things. Where, how'd the Meatloaf song go, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of experience with uh, the Mana series. It has... Held my interest to a degree, and it definitely has my respect, and my admiration. Perfect. Uh, so for an anime series, I'm actually I'm looking forward to that. A new console game, I'm curious. I'm interested. I have not been able to pick up any of the others, any of the recent releases that they've had in the last three, four, or five years or so. The new smartphone, I. I'm just, I don't even give a damn. I, I really don't. <laughs> I'm not into smartphone games myself. I'm not going to play this. Probably not. It is pretty. I will give them that. I mean, the series has always been historically pretty, so I would expect them to at least get that part right. Um, 
I'm, I think I'm most excited about the, the, the new series though myself. Um, I don't know that they really released too much more information. Just says to be announced as far as any kind of release date. But let's hope it's awesome because I, you know, the artwork should should churn out a nice uh, experience. Hopefully, yeah. And I hate to uh, add this an extra topic in here, but I was just reminded. Uh, you know, it's it's the show is being produced by Warner Brothers Japan, uh, with animation duties handled by Digital Studio. Graffin, Yokohama, Graffinica, as well as yeah, Yokohama. Uh, what grabbed my t- the release date is to be a ter- to be announced. What got my attention was the Warner Brothers Japan. Uh, there is actually, and I, I I'm really regretful now that I, I didn't I forgot to bring this up with you earlier. There is a uh, something else is coming out. I believe to it is coming to disc, uh, physical media, and maybe for streaming as well. It is the uh, Mortal Kombat. Yes. Doesn't that look lovely? Yes, it does. Uh, I saw the trailer for it yesterday. It does. Uh, yeah. I, I just saw it today. And when I saw War, Warner Brothers up there, it, 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 it triggered something with my memory here. And Warner Brothers, you know, usually they, they do the animation side of DC pretty damn well. Uh, it really tends to hold up. Oh my god, yes, the Warner premiere animation cartoons. I've, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, that. I, I can't remember, uh, you know, again, I forgot to bring it up earlier, so I don't have a release date or anything in front of me, but I was sitting here getting excited about it, and then I show, boom, oh, and I had a picture of the, uh, like, the Blu-ray release of the disc, of the, the case, I'm like, oh, that's a a physical release. Okay, sure. I'm down. I can swoop in with a little bit of information here because I believe it comes out on July 18th. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm very much so looking forward to that. I liked the last Mortal Kombat Legends anime, uh, Scorpion's Revenge, and the new one looks pretty good, too. Yeah, the trailer didn't show too much uh, in terms of uh, combat, but I would assume... They're trying to hold that back, you know. Uh, they don't want to show everything. You don't want, you don't want to see all the cool, good stuff, you know, in the trailer. Uh, it looked interesting though, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. Uh, so slightly switching gears here. Uh, Monster Hunter. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be that. That's a travesty to compare that. So yeah, let's let's not make that comparison. <laughs> the Witcher, Monster Slayer. Oh, God, this looks terrible. <laughs> I have the, games. I have the third game. I have not played it. I've heard it takes. It's a time sink. I've not had the time to sink into a game like that. So I've been avoiding games like that. I will. I will tell you that The Witcher Three is one of the, if not the, best role-playing game ever made. I, I've it's, heard... It's, it's definitely yeah. right up there. I've seen it mentioned a lot. Um, this... Does this, not look like it's going to be contender for that. <laughs> I I don't know. This is... Uh, it's an augmented reality RPG. Uh, 
to be released on iOS and Android for free Ooh, on July 21st. Oh, Android users can pre-register right now on Google Play Store. Oh my gosh. Not. Oh man, I'm going to jump right on that. <laughs> I I don't... I, Haven't they had a bad enough year with press? Why would you make a shitty looking mobile game on the one franchise you have left that is not being dragged through the mud. I don't, I just, you know, and and this harkens back to a a couple different things. Um, Notably, we just, I talked one way, I mentioned the mobile game by Disgaea, by NIS for Disgaea. NIS, yeah. That almost supposedly put them out of business. And we we had uh, touched on, there was an article we talked about before uh, we started recording about, you know, Microsoft and, and the, and their Talbot thing that could be the, you know, their version of the Nintendo 3DS. What it all boils down to for me on all mobile games is that you have on-screen controls. You don't have a, you know, dedicated buttons of any kind to play these games. As you pointed out, you know, there, there is a device, and there are many, many others, that you can use to augment uh, your tablets and your phones and your touchscreens with, uh, you know, physical, you know, buttons and, and uh, analog sticks and, and of the like. Which, I mean, that's great, I, I, but that's something else you have to buy. And that if it's if you're doing a mobile game, most people, for me, to, and everyone's different, everyone's different, but for me, if it's a game on my phone, it's, you know, it's going to be something I'm going to play for, I got five minutes, when, if I'm waiting in a long line somewhere, you know, or I'm on break at work, and maybe I got 10 minutes to kill, and I'm like, what am I going to do? Uh, pull up my Sudoku app, and I'll do a couple of, you know, rounds of that or something, you know? Not, oh, well, let me pull out my phone or ta- or tablet. Let me pull out this other device, slap my, th- I have it in my pocket, right? Slap my tablet, you know? And, you know, because, oh, well, you can do it when you're at home. Well, if I'm at home, why don't I play on my goddamn console sitting under the TV? <laughs> Why do I want to uh, go through all this crap on my phone or tablet when I have this TV and a con- No. Who are they marketing this to? I don't understand. I don't. So what you're saying is we need uh, Sony to step back in and make another Xperia Play? It was uh, the PSP phone that had the slide-out game controller. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's going to go over real well. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully better than the last time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see the point and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I guess it'll appeal to somebody. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're, you know, looking to make or reach out to millions upon millions of people, or do they realize and accept? Hey, maybe we'll get ten, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand people who are interested. Maybe five thousand people will hang around and play this. <laughs> out of those. We're good with that because we've put in minimal effort. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I I will tell you that due to the success of Pokemon Go, um, that 
these kind of games have been popping up, you know, because people, these companies see it as an easy cash cow. And there are potential really big revenue streams here because I, I actually just heard about uh, a Nino Kuni game that just launched in Asia. And they made, in 10 days, they made $100 million. And they said that, they said that they, they got to that figure faster than Pokemon did. And they only did it in the Asian markets, whereas Pokemon launched worldwide. <laughs> so, I mean, somebody's doing it, but... Well, I mean... It still sucks. <laughs> like, uh, here in the States, I don't feel like uh, Nunio Kun is on the same level as Pokemon. That's not a household name, no. And I, I really don't think... I mean, Pokemon Go, yeah, that was... You, you, hey... Even I that. did. Even I did Pokemon Go. I'm not gonna lie. So I, did I. I I I, ch I checked it out for a little bit, but it got old for me personally. Some people still play it religiously. That's cool. That's great. If you love something like that, do it. Um, I don't feel like you know, uh, Diskea or The Witcher have that same reach that Pokemon does. Um, it's just it's just not there. They're you know you know. I don't know. I think I'm making sense here. I don't know. Um, no, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, Pokemon I, is universal, like Mario, like right, Zelda. Right. Yeah, it just yeah. So I don't know it, it, if uh, this alternate reality, uh, augment. I'm sorry, augmented reality is your deal. Uh, you know, whatever. Still looks like shit though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not even going to give this a second thought to be perfectly honest unless it pops up in the news about uh you know <laughs> uh for some unfortunate reason then i likely yeah <laughs> moving on <laughs> uh Please. this you know okay so netflix no longer works on the wii u or the 3ds you know, um, it has been uh, discontinued. Uh, it's been removed from the eShops as of last year. Um, as of June 30th, 2021, um, if you're using it, you obviously already know. The service has been completely disconnected on both consoles. I, you know, th there is no uh, Netflix available for the Switch. Now, this is news, but I feel... Like, it's small news that, you know, uh, and, and, you know, if you're watching it on the Wii U or the 3DS, okay, great. Um, I just, we have TVs now that, that stream stuff, you know, <laughs> I hate, I hate to say, the, to sound like, uh, Blizzard here, but we all have, have TVs, <laughs> we all have phones, you know, Phones can stream Netflix, you know, I, I, for, I, I've used Netflix before, I think on my PS3, and I think this was years upon years ago, and eventually, I just got a Roku, uh, a, an actual dedicated Roku box, not the stick or anything like that, I got the Roku box, and I still use that, I have a Roku 3, that is what I use uh, for everything. Uh, you know, Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, YouTube, even, uh, sometimes even Twitch, 
Yeah, it's uh, Pluto TV. I use all that on the Roku. When we watch TV, you know, like when we watch stuff, we watch it on the Roku. Stuff like that is not horribly expensive, and they have cheaper options now. With you know the Fire Stick, there's a uh, I think a Roku stick you know, type sometimes thing. fifteen twenty bucks. Yeah, you just plug it into your TV, or I, you know, if you have a computer, holy crap, you can watch Netflix on your computer or your laptop. I don't know, really, who this hurts. I I I would imagine there's probably a scenario out there where there's somebody where for some reason that was the only way they could watch it, but. You know, you can't expect something like that to continue forever. Not on a dead console. No. I mean, uh, Netflix, uh, places like Netflix, Amazon, YouTube, all of them, they, they update their, you know, their programming, their, their the code, uh, the, you know, the encoding and every, all, all that stuff. They, it gets updated, it gets changed and tweaked over time. And eventually, you're going to hit a point where your hardware is not supported, or uh, you know doesn't uh, is not compatible for some reason with what they have to use. You know maybe they use it for better stability. Maybe they have to use it for security reasons, or because the old code is, is just it doesn't work anymore. You know it's a lot of different reasons. Eventually, so yeah, eventually your 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 hardware is not going to be supported. It's just that's just a fact. That's just the way these things work. So, I mean, I don't know. Why, why don't you have a Roku box? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't you have a phone? A TV? <laughs> oh my a God. smart TV? You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. We definitely need to insert an audio clip from the Blizzard Diablo announcement there. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, need, I need to see if I can find the clip of that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just it's small news. Uh, it's interesting, uh, but it's it's another a variation, an aspect of the whole uh, digital only type of deal. You know, you have a Wii U or a 3DS, and you have digital only stuff. And oh, well, this is you know, well, hey, guess what? You're not watching Netflix on it anymore, are you? Are you? No, you're not. Tough luck. Leave the poor Wii U alone. <laughs> I love my Wii U. Uh, I, I would have loved it a lot more if, you know, Netflix had, I'm, I'm sorry, Netflix. <laughs> if it had Netflix on it still. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say, I would have loved it a lot more if Nintendo, you know, actually it. gave a damn about it. Yeah. But that, that's a whole nother blurb. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, going on, <laughs> there's a, a couple of games that you and me have both been a little excited about. Uh, Zombie Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol. Not only are they available on the eShop, but... Or they will... Well, no, they, they are already. Yeah, they're on the eShop already. Uh, closing on, I believe... Let me see, where's the date? July 18th. The 18th of July, so, you know, 13 days from the day when we're recording this. Um, limited run games, you can get both of those physically for the Switch and the PS4, I think? I can't remember. Uh, yes, yes, I, just, just the PS4. I, I'm getting them on the Switch. Um, but you can get them... I, uh, 
probably will too, Switch. Yeah. Uh, or you can get the originals on the Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis uh, reprints of the cartridges. Stop tempting me. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I don't know. You might be more inclined to. Uh, so, there was a, a review by NintendoLife.com for the Switch e- uh, on, on the eShop, the digital versions. It has a slightly less than stellar review. You know, the, 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 apparently, they, in the game, in, in this port, they changed the, uh, the, like a reshuffle of the uh, original controls from the Super Nintendo. Which is a little confusing, uh, you know, considering that the Switch and the Super Nintendo have the same, more or less, other than, you know, a couple extra buttons and some extra sticks. The same layouts, though. You know, Y, X, B, A. And they move those around a little bit. And apparently, there's no way to remap them in the game. So, if you are, like, you have the controls memorized, and, That's you know... Memory. Yeah. You're going to have to relearn those if you buy these digitally on the Switch. And I w- assume on the PS4... Now, also apparently, um, from what uh, in this review they say, from what they could tell, you basically launch straight into the game from its new menu. So you don't see the original title screen, you don't see the character select, and there's no way to enter passwords without starting the game and taking the game over. And on top of that, there is a perpetual border on the screen. And as they say, they say it's, uh, who wrote this? Um, Stuart Gipp of Nintendo Life. As he says, it is ugly, pointless, and stupid. And it's one of those where, you know, obviously uh, this was made during a time when we didn't have these widescreen TVs. So they have these fill-in borders on the sides to fill in the black spaces. The border that they that they're showing that I see in the screenshots is it's not anything special, but it's yeah, very generic looking. Hmm. I I don't know. I mean, what I got from from the review, there's a couple minor gripes. The, the borders suck. Controls are a little baffling. They do say though that that the core of the game is still brilliant. Right. Right. It's, Still, very much the same game that's still just as enjoyable. Um, their their ba- biggest complaints were the borders and the fact that there's not really much to the compilation. Like they they could have included some artwork galleries or something, but they didn't really do much. It it does bother me a little. You know, they said that you when you launch the game, you just go straight into the game. You don't get to see the original, uh, you know, title screen and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, come on, really? What? Why? That that seems like a really weird choice to make. It it is, uh, especially because I guess apparently now the only way to get to the password entry screen is to start the game and get a game over. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not understanding that either. Um. Yeah, they they actually 
Let me see. Where is it? They 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 mentioned in their conclusion that this is shockingly probably the worst way to play the game, hmm. but is still a way to play it. So it gets the slightest of thumbs up. And the ultimate score they gave it was a six out of ten. I am, I'm I'm still gonna likely get it, uh, by limited run. I can only hope that maybe they they and I hate to say that I really do, but I maybe they can patch it. I'd rather it ships on the cartridge proper, but... I mean, if you're working for a limited run, it's going to ship probably until the end of the year at the earliest anyways. So, it wouldn't be completely unheard of if they patched it for the patch to be on the cartridge. Yeah. I have heard they've done that in the past. It's one of those where it just... You read a review, you're looking for something like this, and it just kind of leaves a slight bad taste in your mouth. And you're like, well, if, if I don't pre-order it, something like this, it's limited run. So if you miss out, you just miss out, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it Because it what we do, it, it's not just this, uh, this game. There are other games, and even movies, uh, honestly, and, and shows that, you know, they get a, a new release. Or a transfer to you know a new media type, and it's just handled really. It is basically re- it feels like a cash grab. It's kind of cheaply done, and there's no extra thrills or frills. Uh, things that should have been fixed aren't, or that are questionable decision- decisions are made, and you're like, I mean, I don't have this. I, I and this is uh, the only way to get it now, so I guess I have to get it. But at the same time, I, I just I don't feel like I want to support them, and encourage them to keep doing crap like this. I'm kind of in the in the same boat. I I want to play the game because it's never been ported to anything else. But yeah. if I give them their money, then they're just going to do another one. It's it's a decision. It's it's definitely a decision, <laughs> and it's one. Again, I'm likely going to get it from limited run anyway. So I, whatever. But, you know, if you're listening and you're curious or you're tempted, it's something to keep in mind. You know, it's uh, always good to spread the knowledge to, to make the a informed decision on whether or not you want to spend your hard-earned money on something. And this is, uh, you know, what you've heard. If you look into this and you're like, you decide, I don't think it's worth my money. You know what? Don't spend your money on it then. Don't feel pressured into doing it. If you're okay with it or, you know, whatever, go ahead, you know. It's just it's always good to make sure everyone knows what they're getting into. Uh, you want you want to talk, you want to bring in this next one? Yeah, sure. I love bringing in some better news <laughs> on the slightly better front. Eh, what am I saying? It's not slightly better. If this is true, this is tremendously better. Apparently... This has been rumored for a while, but apparently a source familiar to this franchise at hand and an Xbox insider is stating that by the end of the year, there will be a Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver remaster being announced. This is uh, kind of freaking awesome. (laughs) Honestly, I would hope that a remake might have been more with their they're in line for because while I do love the original, the gameplay is a little dated by today's standards. 
and I feel that it could use a little updating. So hopefully they at least throw some quality of life improvements into it, if this is true. Um, yeah, you know when they when they say you know a remaster, it's I I, I love a lot of uh, PlayStation One, PlayStation Two older games, uh, error, PS One, PS Two error games, and but sometimes, you know, th those games. The way that they looked and the the world that you know they took place in, it was good enough for the time. And even if I were to play it today, I have an OSCC that my PS2 is hooked up to, so I can play it on my uh, TV via HDMI. I'm jealous. They look, you know, it, they look good enough. But if you were going to take something with and remaster it with today's graphics, some of these games are going to feel kind of empty. Uh, you know, before you'd, you'd, oh, have very a, much. you'd have a couple of, uh, oh, here's a tree, there's a tree, there's a little bush. Today, you know, when you have games like, say, uh, to, a, to an extent, Biomutant, or, say, Horizon Zero Dawn, or Breath of the Wild, or The Witcher, you know, any, any of these games like that, where it's just filled with stuff that helps make it feel like a living breathing world and then oh we remastered this game and we're like wow this is really empty it feels you know you know what i'm saying at some point you kind of would hope it's just just you kind of remake it just remake it and, and keep keep you maybe do a little uh, update on the controls you know because sometimes controls don't age as well across the generations and just give it a, a pretty cone of paint and fill in some of the gaps. Maybe remaster the music or some of the, the audio for, or the dialogue or something, sound effects. But keep the, the, the base, the core of it, the same. Yeah. I think uh, the Tony Hawk games would be a... a the Tony Hawk, uh, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. Yeah. They were examples of... of I can I can have my gripes about two out of three, those three games, but as yeah. far as the games actually being functionally fantastic, all three of them, they are. Well, I mean, Tony Hawk was close, but it, it's got one little problem that I have it's, with it. It's it's still overall it's a, it's a really it's a decent remake. Uh, Medieval was it was a decent remake. Because, you know, those early 3D games from the PlayStation, people were still kind of... It was, it was like the Wild West. There was no standardizations yet. There was no... Right. Nobody knew what they were doing. Well, I played, I've played a little bit of Medieval, and I didn't play the original. And that, that that's fun in and of itself. It, uh, it was enjoyable. Tony Hawk, I, I played the first game, like, a <laughs> day and night. It was, you know, that was my jam. And they they were true to their word that it handles, they kept the code, you know, the physics and everything for how that, you know, it handles when you're on the board. They kept it the same. But they took out a feature that, in my opinion, kind of changes how it plays a little bit. And that is the ability to change how loose or tight the trucks on your board are. You know what? I did not even realize that that wasn't prison. 
and it's just a small thing. And maybe for a lot of people, it's not a big deal, because I'm sure a lot of people maybe didn't mess with it too much. Uh, me, personally, I always, every time I played it, I set the trucks uh, as, as loose as I possibly can, because it was a little easier to turn, and I could do certain things easier, because um, I, I could tur take sharper turns and whatnot. And as I... As I went through the game, I started realizing there was no option to do that. And because I was wondering, I was like, I always used to be able to do this certain thing. And I could just rack up points and points and points in the warehouse level. Why can't I do it? Why can't I make it happen? And I'm, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I got to set the trucks to loose. And then it hit me like there was no option. And I went through every screen I could find. And it just wasn't there. So I wasn't able to make a couple of turns I needed to make to hit where I needed to hit. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I kind of lost interest after that. <laughs> I, kinda was, I was like, well, you know, whatever. I just, I don't know. I put it down, I didn't pick it up again. Medieval, <laughs> I, I, again, I didn't play the original, so I don't know how it controls compared to the original. I haven't heard any bad things about it, so, uh, though, I mean, like, I'm the only one that complains about the trucks and Tony Hawk, so, whatever. Uh, Spyro, the only thing I've heard anyone complain about would be <laughs> the games not being on the damn disc for cartridge, which not that many people complain about, to be honest. Unfortunately, too many people, I feel, just accept it as it is. I, I wasn't too thrilled about that, but functionally, the games were done very well. Like, right, right. Yeah, I haven't heard anything as about As was games. Crash. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about Crash, and I believe Crash, they did put all the games on the uh, discs and stuff, right? I, I believe Crash was all on the disc. yes. It's one of those where it's kind of, I guess it's hit or miss. What are you, you going to get? Is there were one little tiny menu feature that's going to be left out for whatever reason or is there some part of it that's going to be dlc or download only or is it going to be a perfect one-for-one -one recreation just updated that's what i'm hoping for for this i yeah i sincerely hope so as well i didn't i didn't play the game itself i actually played a demo of it i had a back when that remember when demo discs were a thing i used to collect them yeah, I, I play a little demo of it, and I was like, oh, I gotta pick this up someday. I don't think I ever did. Underground jam packs and PlayStation Underground discs. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope this rumor's true. Because if this is true, then, you know, Shadow Man could be next. Or I, I would assume it, there's gotta be some truth to this, because it's been so long since anything, you know... And Legacy of Cain was a big franchise at one point. Soul Reaver, if I'm not mistaken, had won like several Game of the Year awards when it came out. It's one of those games that you, whether it's on a game list or a, a, a YouTube video, or you're looking on eBay or whatever, it just, you're going to see this game pop up a lot uh, when you're looking at PlayStation 1 stuff. To go this long without a uh, anything, you know, it's kind of, you know, which I, I guess is not too big of a deal because there's a lot of stuff 
that you would think or people were hope there would be a remaster or remake by now and there hasn't been uh but I, this is I, again this is one of those i feel that it's it has the potential it's due it's overdue so i'm looking forward to it yeah it, it definitely be cool for me to play f- well play as far as i can get <laughs> <laughs> uh, through the full game for the first time uh, on some new hardware. Yeah, they need to do my boy Raziel some justice. No, uh, I, I, I hate to finish this off with some. You're gonna kill my high. Yeah, some frustrating news here, but <laughs> I love the the I love the headline on this article. <laughs> I, I, I like the picture. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. This comes to us from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku.com. TV-style commercials are coming to console games. This whole idea can just go straight into the trash. Luke, I love it. Luke, I agree with you. I am on board. <laughs> we are on the same train going to the same town right here. Uh, there, there are ads everywhere, you know, uh, they're becoming even more prevalent in YouTube, uh, there's ads in Twitch, uh, mobile games, you know, everywhere, uh, Hulu, all that stuff. Damn Hulu. Uh, the one thing that you don't see a lot of ads for are console games. You do, you will see on certain types of games, uh, Perhaps uh, racing games. Maybe there's a billboard in the, uh, on a track. Or sports games. Uh, ads in the stadium. Things like th- that type, type of deal. But your most other games, no. No ads. So, uh, there's a company, company called Player One. <laughs> uh, not Player... Not, not one as in the number, but one is, hey, I, I won the game. Whoopee. They described uh, a first-of-its-kind in-game advertising platform. That they, and they have signed deals with companies like EA and Hi-Rez, who make Smite, to try to bring TV-style commercials to their console games. They, they have apparently tested this for about a year, over a year, and they think it's not ready to be implemented. Um, instead of just... Uh, showing videos in the middle of a game players would be able to view an ad and then when servers detected the commercial had been viewed in its entirety they release rewards to the player you can have as he puts you can have a little reward as a treat for watching their commercial i why are we trying to make mobile game practices standard practice in console games i well, I, I know why. It's it's money. But please, everybody, like any game that you find out is doing this, boycott it. Yeah, I, I, I hate this so much. Um, they're, they're trying to... It, it says... Uh, states that they're trying to justify it by saying that because young people are quote-unquote cord cutters, they're unreachable via traditional cheaper marketing and are only being reached by branded content deals. 
like the sneakers and clothes in NBA 2K or cup noodles in Final Fantasy. I, I can say this. This is my, my one and only way that I accept ads in gaming. When an ad fits into the world, sometimes they can actually improve the experience. Like billboards in a racing game, driving down the side of the road and you see an advertisement for Ford or like, like Burnout Paradise. They used to have ads on the billboards in the game. Right. And they, they just look like billboards that you would see in real life. If it fits in-universe, like seeing your basketball player wear Nike shoes, I, I don't have an issue with that. Well, okay. I, I kind of agree, and I kind of don't. It's non-intrusive. That, that's... Like, like you said, if you see an, a billboard ad in a racing game, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense, right? However, yeah. I would assume maybe on some level they're, they know this maybe or are looking into it or whatever, but I'm not looking at the damn billboard ad when I'm playing a racing game. I'm trying to keep from bouncing off a wall for the fifth time. And I'm trying to, you know, get to the, you know, get ahead in, in the game and keep my eyes on the track. There's that, okay? But it, this is, it, it's a, in my opinion, a slippery slope. Oh, it's very much so is. And the second we start saying it's okay if you have an ad here or ad there because that makes sense, that's okay. I accept that. Once we give them that that room to move in and do that, when we say that's acceptable, then they just kind of start, okay, well, now we're going to do this. Oh, well, this isn't so bad, I guess. It's not too bad. Before you know it, it's like mobile games. We have an ad at the bottom of the screen all the damn time. It's like DLC and, and patched games. A lot of people today complain about it. Well, a lot of people put up with it when it started. That sort of... And granted, a lot of these companies, they're going to do what they're going to do. Some of them, regardless of what we say. But we sure as hell did not help by just saying, Oh, okay, well, you know, that's better because they can patch out the bugs. Oh, great. Well, now they don't have to put out complete games anymore or make sure the bugs are 100% working by the time they come out, because they just patch it later. And that has led us to where we are now, where we sometimes, or many times, get games that are not playable on the day of release, and we're waiting for a day one patch. And sometimes even the day one patch isn't enough to get the game working properly. Case in points, Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> And that is a pretty extreme example, but there are other examples of stuff like that taking place. Some work out in the end, so to speak. Others don't. And this could take place as well with this ads, commercials in-game. We're moving to a point where supposedly don't have any loading screens or very little on loading screens. But suppose we get, you know, they start, they get to where they're slipping in ads where it's like, oh, we have to load the next level. So watch this uh, one minute commercial. Like, what? No. No, I don't. You're bringing back loading screens just so you can sell me shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's taking you, it's ruining your, your experience in a way. And, the, and obviously this is up to the developer to implement this. However... Uh, as we've seen in the last few years, a recent trend is 
bigger companies buying up smaller companies and at some point forcing things you know on them in in ways yeah <laughs> yeah dlc or, or you know stuff like that so if you have a smaller company and a bigger company says hey we want to give you a billion dollars and we'll, and you work for us now we own your shit okay <laughs> that's a lot of money who can blame them i guess and then next thing you know, you have ads in the middle of a battle or something. I, just, I don't know. These are really extreme examples, but it, you know, it's not stuff that's just... Some, sometimes these things uh, end up with some extreme cases. So the possibilities are, will be out there if you support these types of actions. Yeah, definitely can't say I'm fond of it. Well, uh, I think that's about... All we have for this episode. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, you have anything you're looking forward to this week? Uh, this week, I do have a couple games coming in the mail. Uh, uh, last week, I had purchased two out of the three Kingdom Under Fire games. And this week, I am waiting for Kingdom Under Fire The Templars to come in, come in the mail, which is the first game in the franchise. And I am also waiting on Jet Set Radio Future and Sega GT 2002 double pack that I got for the original Xbox. Nice. I cannot remember, but I had ordered a second game with that. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, Sonic Mega Collection Plus for the original Xbox. That's what it was. That, that puts me at three more for that, so getting closer. <laughs> I made a purchase on eBay, an unintended purchase. <laughs> it's one of those cases where you know you see someone and they're they're bidding on an auction on ebay and you realize they're going to get that game for a pretty good price unless i step in and place a bid on it <laughs> you asshole. and make them pay more <laughs> and i did that and i won the auction i just kind of sat there like oh I didn't intend to actually win it, but yay. So what are we what are we getting in the mail? Uh we are getting I I am oh I'm trying to sign in, I can't sign in. I am getting two games and I got Two is better than one? That's true. I think I paid a total of because uh, you know now with eBay you have uh you you have uh taxes and all that, plus shipping, but now you gotta pay taxes and everything on eBay. I end up paying a total of uh, $38 for Star Fox 64 3D for the 3DS, which is... Not bad. You know, it, it's Star Fox 64, but for the 3DS. I It's been on my want list for a while, and this comes complete with a box, label, everything. And it's not the uh, Nintendo Select version. It's the it's the original, original case, original release. And with that, I'm actually getting another game. They're, they included uh, Star Fox Assault, I think, for the Nintendo DS. Well, that's a hell of a pickup, man. Yeah, I, I, that one I don't know too much about that one, but uh, the price I paid for Star Star Fox 64 really is about 
more or less the average, I guess, maybe, give or take. But you can throw in the other game, and it, yeah, it breaks down to a pretty decent deal. Uh, I can always get a... Uh, buy another, uh, like, a case. Because the other Star Fox, the DS game, uh, doesn't come with a case. It's just a cartridge, which I hate, but whatever. Again, I wasn't intending to actually win this auction. Uh, but, you know, my dumbass bid on it, and I won it. So, yay. It's mine now. Uh, I, I, I can always get a, uh, another a replicate case or something. I, I don't care. I'm not going to sell it, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's supposed to come uh, tomorrow, I think. Uh, I gotta wait for a few days, but uh, there's another game I'm, I've got my eye on uh, on eBay called Fortune Street for the Wii. I've heard of that game. It's it's kind of like a like a Monopoly version, or like, like a variation of Monopoly, but you have Mario characters, okay, yeah, that... and you have Dragon Quest characters. That, like you can see Mario. Uh, Donkey Kong, you can see one of the slimes from Dragon Quest and some of the other characters in there. Uh, yeah. I had heard about this uh, not too long ago uh, uh, from someone on our in uh, that we follow on Instagram. Sorry, can't remember who it was. Uh, but that's why I, I learned from him. Like, oh, okay, I, I need to pick that up. That sounds interesting. That uh, sounds like something I might have to look into myself as well. And you were talking about... Uh cases and i remembered something else that uh actually found a company called uh gaming relics uh they have a site called gamingrelics.com. i actually just sent you the link too if you want to check it out sometime they sell these uh nifty looking clamshell reproduction cases for for older consoles and i had ordered a couple for a couple of nes games that i had i might have seen them before there's a few different companies to do stuff like this because I have two uh, clamshell type of cases uh, mm -hmm. with some okay uh, cover reprints uh, for the Super Nintendo for two games I have. I, I bought them just as a, like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a couple of these, see how they look, you know, and they're not bad. I I thought about for some of the games like like for my Super Nintendo specifically because I. I have uh, a couple complete box games, but I have a couple of loose cartridges that, you know, I'm never going to find the box for. Yeah. Nintendo decided to use paper for their boxes. <laughs> yeah, the Genesis... Sega was really kind of ahead of the game on that uh, with the Genesis. Uh, you, you had the plastic, you know, cases. Whereas with the Nintendo Super Nintendo, most people tend to just kind of rip the box open and kind of throw it away. I mean, some people, like, they kept it, but over time, it's it's a cardboard box, you know. You take a game in and out of it, it's it's going to break down and wear out over time. You know, especially with kids, you know, it's, it's inevitable. So, yeah. That's one of the things, I, I do prefer having stuff complete. I don't, I kind of prefer not to go after cartridge games, because I, I just, I don't want to pay... The premium to get a complete cardboard box and all that. Uh, I, you know, it's a cardboard box. And that's also why... So I prefer complete, which is why I hate buying uh, like DS or 3DS games from GameStop because they are the devil. Yeah. And they are the devil. They destroy the cases. Uh, they, they were doing it with the Vita games for a little bit and PSP games. 
it saved space to just store them on a little rack. Just the inside. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, they, they had perfectly acceptable long-term storage solution cases. And, yeah, I just I just remembered why I hate GameStop. That's one reason. Yeah, I do I, not shop at GameStop. Well, I, I, I shopped there up until my Pro Plus or whatever ran out. You know, when they got rid of that, I, I was able to get 20% off of used games. And then I could, on top of that, when they had their bites, you'd get one free. Man, let me tell you, I cleaned house. <laughs> I, I would go to like uh, two to four different GameStops in my area. And I, I could pick up a, a decent amount of games for and save a lot of money. And they got, you know... To a point where they got rid of that, you know, plan, and they gave that coup, that monthly five dollar coupon crap. And I was like, you know, no, I'm not gonna renew. I'm done. Uh, I was already like, refusing to try to buy 3DS and DS games because, like I said, you know, I found out about that, and I was just like, yeah. Uh, for me, one of the main reasons I stopped buying there that, that that's a big reason right there too, but it was. The day that I went in to buy, I can't even remember what game it is, but I bought a brand new copy of a game. And I think you know where you're going with this. Yeah. I go up to get my brand new copy of my game. They pull a loose disc out of a drawer, slap it in the case that I got off the shelf, proceed to tell me that it's a brand new copy. I look at the disc and it looks like somebody's five-year-old had been playing it. And I said, no, I'm not paying $60 for this game. That's not new. To me, a new game is new. Nobody's played it. Yeah, two things I, I've heard about that. The one would be that supposedly, supposedly, uh, some, I, I guess it depends on you know the region and the manager, and, but supposedly some empl uh, employees are allowed to take game games home to play them, but they have to bring them back, you know? I'm perfectly acceptable with that policy. That doesn't give them the right to turn around and sell the game as new. Yeah, and the other thing I I had been I had read because I I I would read uh, some stuff on their Reddit, and the other thing was that if you are want a brand new sealed game, if you pick up a case off the wall and take it to them, they're they're you're likely going to get what you got, and if you go to the counter and say you'd like a new copy of such and such game they'll pull one out from behind the counter or the back or whatever that is sealed if mm. if they have those in stock now if all they have left is you know you know if it's in a brand new game or it's in high demand or whatever if it's a display copy and that's the last copy they have that's what you're going to get one that's been uh, I think they, as they put it, uh, gutted. They <laughs> took out er everything so they could put it on display. That's what you'll get. Um, and of course, it's counted as new, which, um, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't I don't like going to GameStop myself. I haven't been there. I, the last time I went was uh, last month, and that's oh, wow. that was that was out of desperation to get a copy of Guilty Gear. 
That that is right. I do remember you telling me that. Yeah, I went to like four or five different stores just trying to get a copy. You know, the day after, one or two days after it had released, and no one had a copy. That was the only reason. Before that, I hadn't been in there since it had been over a year since I'd been inside one. Yeah, it's it's definitely been since before pandemic for me. Maybe even a year before that. Uh, you know, with places like, you know, half price books and uh, uh, to a point eBay, uh, but also, a, you know, eStarland. And if you haven't, check out eStarland.com. Not a sponsor. It'd be awesome if they were, but. <laughs> they do follow us on uh, Twitter now, though. They should follow us on Instagram, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll keep trying. I keep tagging on the posts whenever I pick a game up from them. Uh, yeah, you those places. I just I don't have a and there, there's I got some other local game shops that I could probably go to. I I kind of want to. I've been meaning to. But sometimes I just walk in there and I look at what they have and I look at the prices. I know it's a small place or whatever, but I'm like, I could have this game. I just don't want to have it for that price. You know, it's not a game I'm going to play right now. I don't need it. So I don't want to play, I don't want to pay as much or more than what I can get it on eBay for. Does that make sense, you know? Yeah. Completely. They they happen to have something I'm looking for, which they rarely do. Uh, You know, it's all down to whatever people have traded in to these, you know, game stores and the smaller ones, the small chains anyway. Uh, if they have actually had something that I want, it's like, oh, it's fifty five dollars. I'm like, Phew. well, you know what? I got the money and I want that game, so I'm gonna get it now because I can see it's in good condition. Instead of playing the waiting game with eBay, is it gonna look like the picture? Did I miss something in the pictures? I don't know. You know, sometimes you gotta bust out the microscope to <laughs> those eBay pictures. You know, well, Jared, uh, where can they find us at? They can find us at Whiskey Danger Seven on Facebook, Whiskey Danger Seven on Instagram, or because we're number one, Whiskey Danger One on Twitter. You can also find us at Anchor.fm. Just search for the Whiskey Danger Show, and we also are published on all major platforms like Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you uh, want to talk to us, have a conversation, uh, ask a question, make a suggestion, share your opinion, tell me I sound like a duck, whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you can uh, do th- leave us a message, a voice message, uh, at Anchor FM on the desktop or the mobile app. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You know, I mean, it could be if you just want to say hello, whatever. Cool, I'm down. And if you want, uh, don't want it, us to play it on air, and you say, "Hey, please don't play this on air," we will not play it on air. It'll, you know, we'll just talk about what you said. Uh, you know, hit us up. We can just, you know, act like pretend <laughs> that we have fans. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I wonder. I don't. I, yeah, I, I. I don't know if we could do this. How well this will work? But I wonder if we have enough people listening. You know, 
we sh we could get some people to uh, do do some call-ins. You know, I, I have the ability to do that with this system here. Uh, that, that could be interesting because we could always, you know, censor uh, you know. or edit anything anyone says if they say something too crazy. So yeah, well, something we That'd could always fun. do. Yeah. Yeah, we need fans. You know, like oscillating ceiling box. <laughs> But, but not the kind that you put the water in because they'll just get, they grow mildew and those aren't good for any water. <laughs> <laughs> Alright folks, uh, so yeah. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you next week. And uh, check us out on our social media. Uh, yeah, that's it. Have fun, people. Later.